Today, for just a moment, I want to take as our subject, Our God. And we'll continue to follow this uh, series from the Gospel of Luke, which uh, Tommy has been leading us through now for several weeks, and that will continue on when he gets back next week. But the uh, subject or the title of this message today, I'm calling it Our God. So let's bow our heads again. Lord, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts and whatever response you call us to today be in your will for Christ's sake. Amen. We find here a possible impossibility. I say that because what our God is asking us to do what God is calling us to, I believe is impossible simply in human terms. It's not just that God is asking us to do this, but it's in the imperative. It's something that God is saying, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, it's necessary that this become part of your experience as one of my children. And so that the impossibility that we're being asked becomes possible through the gift of the Holy Spirit to empower us to live this out in our lives as the church of the living God. Now, what is it we're being asked to do? Jesus says, love those who hate you. Love those who hate you. Now, that's counter to everything a boy from Sherwood learned. Because when somebody was your enemy... We were taught that you respond in the way in which people respond to you. So if somebody hates you, you return the favor. And sometimes it was with a knuckle sandwich. I've since learned that to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, that's not the way Life is in the kingdom. Jesus says, don't hate your enemies. And then he mentions a couple of other things. He says, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, here it is. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. If anyone takes your coat, give them your shirt also. So if anyone begs from you or takes away your goods, don't ask for them back. And then there's the golden text of the Bible. Do to others as you would have them do to you. 
the human perspective would say, do to them before they have a chance to do to you. But do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Impossibility, humanly speaking, yes. Through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us by the power of the resurrected Christ, we can live this. Have you ever heard the word misogyny? <clears throat> That's the exact word here that Jesus uses when he says, pray for those who hate you. We all have our <clears throat> misogynists. We have people who hate us. We all have those in one way or the other. But the response and the call of God is to hear Jesus Christ. And folks, this is not a matter of our trying to get to the Word. This is all about God getting the Word to us. Several years ago when apartheid was coming to a close in South Africa. I read in a, uh, Dr. Wyndham, I read in one of my magazines called the Expository Times about a black lady who had a son who was killed by a white teenager. And when it went to court, you're talking about a possible impossibility. When it went to court and she stood before the judge with the young man there who had killed her son, she stood, and I can't help but believe that in the power of God, she begged the judge, let me take that boy and raise him. Let me take him and raise him. And the judge agreed to it. Now, I've never been able to find the follow-up to that story. But I'd like to know how it all turned out. I bet it turned out great. Because here is someone who, in the power of God's Holy Spirit, tried to live out what God's call on her life was. Love your enemies. Don't hate them. Now, the B part of this, or the second part of it is, Jesus says, if you only love those who love you, what kind of credit do you have? He said, even the sinners, uh, the Gentiles, and the scribes, and some of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those guys, oh, they're good at loving those who love them. But the counterintuitive side of this is that you love those who don't love you. Love those who are seemingly incapable of being loved. And Jesus adds this dimension to this and says that our God is able to provide. 
And so he says, if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Love your enemies, do good. Lend expecting nothing in return. And then he mentions something else that carries over into the last part of this. So this is the third part, or the C part, of Jesus' message. And that is, he says, don't judge. Don't critique. Don't criticize. And the word there for judge is the exact word from which we get critique. So, if you judge, you're really judging yourself. Jim, if you judge others, you're judging. So he says, judge not that you be not judged. Now, when I was in seminary, I was taught by some of the great psychologists at Vanderbilt that when we point out things in other people that we don't like, that we're actually revealing things about ourselves that we don't like. So in that sense, when I judge Betty, I'm actually judging myself. You see how it works? How it works? But our God, our God can give us the medicine to cure that malady of our soul too. And here's the way he says it. Let me get a drink of water here. He says, if you will do what I'm asking you to do, you'll be rewarded. Now, I know the theologians have trouble with the reward system. We don't give in order to get. But, folks, all I can say is here it is in black and white. Jesus says, if you'll follow the principles of the kingdom, you'll have your reward. I didn't say it. Jesus did. And here's the way he put it. He said, it'll fall out into your lap. A measure pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. And you know, the first thing that I thought about when I read that, again, I thought about my mother. She'd go out of the house with her apron on, and she'd say, I'll be back. And the guys in Jesus' day, they wore these big robes and flowing gowns. And so they could pull those up and load things into it and carry it. That's the imagery here. But I remember my mama. She'd go out, and after a while, she'd come back with that apron full of poke salad. Now, if you can eat that stuff, you're a tough Christian with scrambled eggs in it. Russ, that'll put you in the emergency room. <laughs> or it might be 
she'd come back with that apron full of blackberries. So she re left out empty and came back full. That's what Jesus wants to do for us today. He wants to take that empty apron and fill it up with a blessing that is so abundant that it just overflows and can't be contained. That's our God. Our God who says, love those who hate you. Don't just love those who love you. Don't judge. If you'll do what I ask you, I'll fill up your apron with wonderful blessings. To the honor of God, our Savior and Lord. Amen.